What's cracking? It's your homie, Lil Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook, at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at Ladies and gentlemen and lowlifes and trailblazers and community leaders, thank you for checking into another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper. For all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs, make sure you pull out your social club card, make it clack, get 15% back. For all you first-time homebuyers, Alberto Aguirre. He'll be representing Emo Brown with all your real estate needs. Make sure you reach out to us and let us know what you're looking for. A special guest today. Somebody is gracing us with their presence. Probably one of the most powerful people I've ever met. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Nora Vargas. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> awesome to see you here. Thank you for Qué having me. Aquí para poder hablar, conocer tu historia. I want everybody to know about your story. Okay. You are a jewel of the South. Oh, I, I feel like I feel I feel like well, that's what we started this podcast, you know, yeah. like I know your name. I know what you represent. I know what you are, but I don't know the story. I don't know the path that got you there because I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the same path that's gotten other leaders, community <laughs> leaders there. Definitely not. Miss Nora Vargas, tell us a little bit about yourself. What what do you current? What is your current position? How did we get there? All right. So, pues muchísimas gracias. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. And I hope it's okay que hablo español. Lo que usted quiera. Este, uh, muy feliz de estar con ustedes. Uh, so, born and raised in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. And uh, very fortunate to be the first Latina on the San Diego County Board of Supervisors. Congratulations. Um, yeah. first, and I say trailblazer in the intro because you are a first of many things. Uh, sí, es muy afortunada, but definitely not the last, right? I mean, I really pride myself in making sure that I'm not the last. Um, so I represent uh, District 1, which is all of the southern portion of the county of San Diego. Chula Vista is, is part of my district, second largest city in the county. National City, Imperial Beach, um, Spring Valley, Toda la Frontera. So all of the border area, that all that's all, everything I represent. And so the that's county of San Diego... That's a big footprint. Huge. So... San Diego has 3.3 billion people. We have a budget of $7.25 billion. A lot of money. That's a lot of money. And um, and then I represent about 100, uh, what is it, 635,000 people in the county. 330,000, which reside here in Chula Vista. Así es. Yeah. Así es. So it's a huge county. I mean, it's a, and it really is an honor. And so, you know, to be the first one in 172 years is a huge responsibility, but something I don't take lightly. But I have an awesome team, 15 people who are part of my team. They all are from the community. Heck yeah. Puros is the former advocates and community organizers. I had to beg all of them to come and cross uh, over to the dark side and work in government. There it is. But les dije, you know, I said to them, like, I can't do this alone. I have to have a mighty team that understands who we are, where we come from. And so, you know, transportation, transportation justice advocates, uh, environmental justice advocates, healthcare advocates, people who really, really care. And they live in the district. Which is what really matters. Beneficial for everybody. Mm, Beneficial is. for everybody. Tidbit, interesting tidbit that I realized. Not only are you the first Latina woman to be on the County Board of Supervisors, you are the first Latina Latino representing District 1. Así es, yes. That first blew one. my mind. Mm-hmm. Knowing that we have Barrio Logan, San Isidro, uh, Chula Vista, Alone, Bonita, Spring Valley. How is that even possible? Well, 
the, the system, you know, I often tell people the system wasn't made for us or by us, right? So I've dedicated 30 years of my life to breaking down barriers. And, and uh, part of that is making sure that representation um, is, is people who look like us are part of the process, right? And I always talk about like hashtag representation yeah, is not just a that. hashtag, right? That it really is. Uh, something that really matters because your your background and your history matters. You know, I mean, I was that kid, you know, so like right now about last week, I think I was in Mexico City for the day, mm -hmm. el lunes. Un día solamente en DF? Un día, así, en frega, up and down, because we signed uh, a new, um, a new, uh, it's not a contract, but it's a, a, an opportunity for us to be able to, how we're going to finance the new East Otemi support of entry, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be opening the East Otemi support of entry, which is going to be huge for our communities. And, you know, most politicians talk about it. Oh, the environment, the economy. And I said, no, look, here's here's the deal. I used to cross the border every day. Yo crecí en Tijuana, right? So I remember crossing the border, being that kid that was in line for hours and, and how that impacts you, right? Pre-century, ¿eh? Uh, antes de la antes century. Antes de la yeah. century. <laughs> so, estoy viejita ya, por eso. Calmada, <laughs> calmada. <laughs> but, you know, but I think it's it's um, it's that story, right? That um, I, I reflect this binational community. And, and so for me, when I'm making decisions and when I'm doing this work, I... I bring all of that with me. And I think that's why representation is so important because, you know, those lived experiences is what makes you really think about what is the long-term impact in our communities? How do we make change? How do we do things differently? Because we know that- We again, do things differently down here. We, do we are border town people. Yes. And those of us that have the privilege, right, of being able to go back and forth because not everybody does. Not all of us. Um, I think we have a responsibility to really say, hey, wait a second, right? So when I was running for office, people told me, you know, don't talk about being binational and like, you know, just focus on... Why? On, <laughs> that seems like your biggest strength. I know, I know. And I'm like, connect it's my with the community. Yeah. <laughs> you know, si fuera una, una monita de caricatura, <laughs> that would be my superpower that I'm binational. binational. <laughs> 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 But, you know, it's for me, I'm really proud. I speak two languages bueno. uh, that I'm able to understand the culture, the communities. And, and so I do everything I can to make sure to highlight the beauty of who we are as a community. Right. And I always um, joke about the fact that, you know, it was my uh, Mecha and Acha sisters at San Diego State who said to me that I'm an honorary Chicana. Right. Because I grew up in Tijuana. So it's a very different, different way of not really understanding what, what being Chicano meant or, or really the Mexican-American community because I grew up in a different country, right? And then you come here and then you're exposed to a lot. I went to Montgomery High School. Montgomery High School. Soy Aztec, 100%. Y luego... Tengo mucha familia que fue a Montgomery High sí, School. Sí, me graduó yeah. en el 88. 88? 1980. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, la, la familia Gallegos. Ah, sí. La familia Gallegos, man. I, I have like five cousins that went to Montgomery in the early 90s. So yeah, I mean, I, I tell people it's like border towns is... Es otro pedo. Sí. Everybody within, a, we're like the Mexican Kevin Bacons. Within like four or five people, <laughs> sí. you're going to run into, Ay, se, yo lo conozco. Ay, yo la conozco. Sí, somos, todos somos amigos. Yeah, ¿no? todos And somos primos. The good news is que como le dije a Lina, when I was growing up, uh, cuando iba al Frogs, mm -hmm. al Tilis, todo eso, la Baby Rock, no había. No sé nada de eso, por no, favor. No, no, había, no había Instagram y no había nada de eso. So no, no Facebook, you, you so nada. Away, unless somebody brought out a Polaroid, you're like, wait a second, that's not me. That's not me. Ay, no, ya le dije a mi sobrina, tengo dos sobrinas y me dicen, ¿Cómo hacía? No, no, es mejor así el mundo cuando nadie sabe lo que estamos haciendo. No, la verdad que sí. Pero mira, me da mucho gusto a mí, you know, I really, really feel really privileged and lucky to do this job every day. And, um, you know, my, my journey to becoming a supervisor wasn't an easy one. I was told to wait my turn, mm. um, you know, and 
And Who are these people giving you ill advice? Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell people you're binational. Wait your turn. Who, who are these people? And you know, geez. people who don't want change yeah. and who are afraid of change. And I right think. now we are in yeah. some times where change is just yeah. inevitable. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm a very positive person. I'm one of those people that sees the world half full, right? Mm-hmm. If I didn't, I wouldn't be in politics. Porque imagínate, no. right? I would be like all sad and crying all day. But uh you know, for me, I like to share these stories because if there's a little girl or a little boy somewhere listening to this, a young person who's saying like, oh, you know, I want to do, I make a change in the world. Um, I just wanted them to know that they can do it, right? Mm-hmm. You look little, like them. You yeah. have the story. It's like you yeah, are the role model. This girl from Tijuana uh, who didn't speak English. English is not my first language. A veces se me sale, you know, like if I'm really tired, I'm like start speaking Spanglish because I just can't, you know, it's just too much. Spanglish or, should be an official uh, language. Yeah. And sometimes I don't understand some words that people say. I'm like, ¿Qué quiere decir eso? Soy en friega. I'm like Googling it <laughs> to figure out what that means because I don't understand some of the, the you know, some of the things that people say sometimes. And I'm in rooms with really powerful people, pero me tengo que hacer como que sé la que estoy diciendo, right? So no, hey, hey, we I gotta fake pretend. it till we make it. No, we gotta fake it till... But, I carry a white guy with me all the time. Yeah. If I, somebody says a word, I say, hey, I go to my resident white guy, I like, what know, does this mean? I know, I know. <laughs> but mostly I think it's... Um, I also think people have to learn from us, right? Yes. I think that we have so much value. Like yesterday for the first, the third year in a row, we celebrated Dia de los Muertos mm-hmm. at the county of San Diego. And I was telling people, right, I said, you know, the reason why it's so powerful is because... Um, you don't have to be a Latino to celebrate and to do un altar and, and to have ofrendas and 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 there's so much beauty and and um, so much history and who we are as a community that we all f- often hear all the negative stuff, right? We have that guy who ran for president and who was just horrible and talked about us in such a derogatory way. I heard about way, him, yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> um, but I think we have a responsibility uh, in our leadership roles to really change that and really talk about how we really are impactful. I mean, I often say to folks. You know, Latinos are the heart of this country and of this community without us, right? I mean, we are the essential workers. Our communities would have not survived through COVID if it wasn't for our people. And a lot of our people were sacrificed because of that. Let me tell you about that. Right. Our community in Chula Vista, we were all first line workers. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? We all worked in grocery stores. We all worked in delivery and shipment. I work at UPS. I had no time off during that whole, I mean, we're technically still in the pandemic, but I had zero time off. If anything... Nos agregaron horas. Mm-hmm. Nos agregaron trabajo. Like there was more to do during these times. And people that got sick, obviously, when the reports came out, oh, the Mexican community is really taking yeah. the, the brunt of the well, hit. Why? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, what do you think? We're the we're the ones out there working. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm really proud because um, I became a supervisor January 4th officially, right? And hit the ground running. What a time to be voted into. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Like the, well, first of all, I campaigned during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which was Crazy, crazy, I can imagine. Uh, but we did a really a lot of really cool things, and I had a really strong team. But then becoming a supervisor, and then immediately becoming the COVID subcommittee chair, right? Um, committee chair uh, with uh, Supervisor Fletcher, and both of us uh, really working towards this and creating promotora programs and really thinking outside the box. And for instance, in San Isidro, you know, within a couple of months, nobody believed that this could happen. 99% of our communities were vaccinated. Nice. And we did that, right? And we did a whole binational program. We gave over 10,000 vaccines to um, people in Tijuana that would have never been able to have access to vaccines. And so we really were, I mean, really thinking outside the box and how do we help our communities and really thinking about ourselves in a regional perspective versus Nosotros y ellos, right? Always. Because it's it's really what we need to be doing. And so it's an exciting time um, to be elected and let's to be representing. Let's take a time out on your path to your current position. Mm-hmm. And let's go over a, a, a quick synopsis, a quick, a quick overview of what exactly your position entails. Mm-hmm. The responsibilities, the roles of community uh, super, uh, county supervisor. Yeah. What exactly does that mean? 
So the role of the county supervisor is really, um, we, like I said, we manage about $7.25 billion, right? So we do, we're basically the public health care um, entity in the county of San Diego. So all of COVID, the flu shots, all those things, behavioral health, we are the ones that are managing that, right? How, how does that Not work? Not a small task in the last no, two no, years. No, no, no. And what's really cool, right? Because so, we get money from the federal government, we get money from the state government, and then we get to spend it and 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 really figure out how we're going to impact our communities. So we do healthcare, behavioral health. We're in charge of all the jails, right? So all of the deaths that we've had in our jails, we've made you know really huge changes in a really short amount of time to make sure that people who are in our county jails are treated with dignity and respect, right? That they have access to phone calls, that, you know, things of that nature. We are in charge of juvenile courts, I mean, juvenile court, ju- uh, uh, juvenile um, hall, like all the, the kids who are in probation and all that. We are in charge of um, the sheriff's department. We are in charge of elections. And, you know, elections are coming up and we should talk about that in a minute, right? But um, we are making sure that we have all, the, everything is ready so that people can go vote. Uh, we That's are a top tier position. That yes. is one of the top tiers. Yeah, positions. you know, and for a long time, you know, Supervisor Cox was in the seat for 25 years, and Greg Cox, and uh, the the positions I think before were very, you know, they did good work and they kind of moved forward. But I think we have done so much in such a short amount of time. You know, we have uh, you know three Democrats who are now the majority, but we work well with all of the board members. I was going to say that you, yeah. you you identify as a Democrat, but you very you very much. Uh, outspoken about how you're willing to work and do the oh, right yeah. thing as it relates. So, and that's what I like. But you know what? Because in the end, yes, I'm a proud Democrat, but in the end, I'm an organizer. Mm-hmm. That's who I exactly. am. That's where I come from. Y, y soy, yo soy del pueblo, right? <laughs> yo soy de la gente. If it I makes like, sense for yes. all of us, then it makes sense. What, what, how do we make it work? Because for a long time, you know, I think we sometimes get the partisan uh, piece. Let, we let it get in the way. And what we're really talking about are human beings who are being impacted on a day-to-day basis. So we need to figure out how to create that balance so that we can get the resources into the community. So, you know, it's a really powerful position. I also, in my spare time, because I'm a Because you have so much yeah, of it. So you have so I much spare to, time, I right? I get to do a lot of really cool things. Like um, I'm the now CARB, which is the California Resources Board. I serve, Governor um, Newsom appointed me to that position. So for the first time at CARB, we were able to vote. So the border is part of, of CARB, right? We were able to um, make sure that we are really thinking about environmental justice uh, from a very different lens because, you know, we can talk all we want about environmental justice, but in the end, what we need is to make sure that our communities have clean air and that all of our kids, we know the majority of our kids have asthma, right? And it's weird, the communities that are affected by asthma. It's not weird. It's racial mm. discrimination. It's it's really, really um, San intentional. San Isidro, Barrio Logan. Barrio Logan. Yeah, those are like the know, top two and, affected communities with asthma. Exactly. And then we have some in North County, right? Escondido, um, some of the areas out there. And so for me, it's how do we look at what they call communities of concern, right? And how do we make sure that they have the tools that they need so that they can be safe and they can be healthy? Because I keep saying this, right? Um, it's your, your zip code shouldn't determine whether you can eat, you know, breathe clean air or not. It, sh- it shouldn't, and right now it does. Mm. And so we're, that's the big fight that we have. So the really cool part about being a supervisor is I get to serve on all these other committees. So I'm the chair of SANDAG uh, Transportation, and my favorite thing that we did in the last year is that we were able to get free uh, transportation for all of our kids under 18, right? 
And I'm fighting to make sure that we get all of our, uh, up to 26, because a lot of our, our folks, you know, I was on Southwestern College Community Board for like a, for seven years or so. So I know how transportation is so hard for our kids. It's expensive. It's yes. expensive. And, and also, it's not as good as it should be, right? We're still working on trying to make sure we have enough um, buses to go to the right place and the trolley goes faster, all these other different things. But but for me, being able to say like, okay, we're going to get this funding and we're going to make sure that people can get on the bus, young kids can get on the bus for free. And I rode the bus with them and um, and they're awesome. And and we saw that as soon as people can do it for free, they, more people Love use it. Yeah, you for know? sure. <laughs> and, so, um, and so we talk about the environment, we talk about all these things, but we need to make it easy for people. And right now we create so many barriers for folks. Um, also do a lot of work on housing, um, a lot of work on our homelessness, right? Homeless situation is getting worse and worse. And I mean, in the end, it's all about the issue of poverty, right? People not having access. It's getting more expensive to live in San Diego County. And what I want is people to have the same kind of opportunities, right? And we talk about representation matters and how you use it and how it's a sa more than a hashtag. Yes, verdad. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these services, even us learning how, me personally, I've gone through this with operating and opening a business. Yeah. That turns out now, five years into this business, there was an easier route to take to get to the spots that I wanted to get. So it, that's exactly why I ran for office, right? I mean, I went to Southwestern College, I mean, Montgomery High School, um, Southwestern College. I always tell people, you know, I went from, at Montgomery High School, I used to, uh, I was never in an ESL class because I passed the tests, right? Pero en realidad I should have been in ESL classes because I wasn't, English is not my first language. First book I ever read was Beowulf, which was like, oh, wow. You know, and I was like, well, I don't know why I'm reading this. <laughs> so I would actually translate all of I my. I was going to say that. <laughs> no, no. So I would write everything in Spanish, okay. my essays, and then translate them into English. Took me a long time to really be feel comfortable. It wasn't until I was in graduate school that I really felt like, oh, I, I can actually write well. You know what I mean? It yeah. took me a long time. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. No. Okay, look, at you were born and raised in Tijuana. Yeah. I was born and raised here in the South Bay, you know, yeah. uh, San Isidro, Paradise Hills, and ultimately Benita and Chula Vista. But I, I, uh, my parents were at work, you know, yeah. so they were often at work and, and, and doing what they had to do to provide a better future for myself and my sister. So I was, my my upbringing, my tios, my tias, and my abuelita played a big role in that. Yeah. They don't all speak English. Yeah. So what people don't realize is Sesame Street or oh God, like so, yeah. Mr. Rogers <laughs> or th those kinds of programming, you know, played a big role in, in not necessarily like honing in our English skills, but at least introducing it to us. Oh, yeah. No, that's how I learned English. Sesame Street, Electric and that's not Company. that's an yeah. Electric Company, say, how a bill becomes a law. I mean, maybe that's how uh, I, I remember that song. <laughs> I mean, you know, so that's how I, that's how I was. And I think that's how many kids in, in La Frontera, how we learned, right? So for me, you know, going to Southwestern College and, and really, you know, I took the three-year route, right? It's supposed to be two years. You know, right now our kids are taking I was going to say, how much does it usually take? Now it's taking them five years. Five years. Five years oh, to be able to transfer. Geez. So imagine if you're a young person, you have to go to a community college for five years Ye before you transfer because yeah. you have a job, you have to financially support your families. It's really, really hard. So you get the sanimas, right? And it's a deterrent. You of see course. that you're like, no, no, pa qué? Mejor uh -huh. va a trabajar. Uh -huh. Mejor va a trabajar. And uh, and they don't see the you know sometimes it's hard to see the long long end because you have immediate needs, right? And so for me, the reason why I ran, the reason why I do things is because I want to make it easier for people, right? I don't have kids, but I have two nieces, a un chorro de jados. And I always tell people, I want my nieces, like their lives to be easier. It's been really hard for me, but I, I mean, I've loved the journey. It's been amazing. I've learned a lot. Yeah. You were, you, resilient. Yeah. Yes. Your experiences yeah. led you to where you are right yeah, now. Yeah. And so, and it's what makes me who I am, but. 
But in the end, I don't want it to be that hard for other people, right? Mm-hmm. I want it to be able for them to be able to have the opportunities. And I always tell people, right, if this little girl, right, when if I tell myself, right, is this little girl from Tijuana can end up working for the president of the United States or be the first Latina supervisor. Which you did. I did. Which you did. I did. President I, Bill Clinton. I sure did. And so everybody, you know, has those opportunities. And I want to make sure that I really do everything I can to make sure that they're available for them. Mm. And right now we're on the we're on the cusp of some major elections. I see. Things going on in the community. Mm-hmm. Then your district specifically. Yeah. In our community, Chula Vista, the mayor Orals. You know, that, that that's highly contentious. And, and this is my first real uh, opportunity of paying close attention into the candidates and, and, and exactly how they deal with each other. Eh, what, something that we did here at the um, the Emo Brown podcast is give everybody an opportunity who was running for Chula Vista, uh, the primary. So come on here, tell your story. What are you about? Why do you feel that you should be representing, you know, Chula Vista? And, and we had everybody except for Spencer Cash wasn't able to make it in, but everybody else did. And it was cool. It was like, you know what? At the very least, we can provide this service as a yeah, podcast, yeah. provide this service to our community. Like, these are the people running for office in our community, for our city. Yeah. Let's learn about them. And well, we did. And the thing about it is like, people have to remember, right? I, this is what I tell people. And, uh, and I share a lot, right? If you look at my Instagram or my or um, any of my information. I always talk about, so yesterday I adopted a new puppy. We can talk about that later. But, uh, you know, for me, it's always about, you know, elected officials are human and we're not perfect. But I think what we need to do is demystify that. We need to make sure that people understand that you can also run for office, right? And you should be, I used to run campaigns in my other life and help people get elected into office. And so whether you're going to be the candidate you can help a candidate and or you can really influence policy, right? I mean, you have kids in the Chula Vista Elementary School Indeed. District. You have to pay attention to what's happening. You have to, you know, figure out where the money's going, ask the tough questions, hold us accountable. And that's what I always tell people, right? I mean, I have to have thick skin. You're not, we're not always going to agree on everything that I do, but I'm here to represent you. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat or independent, uh, uh, what your race or ethnicity is. I'm here to represent the whole district. What and a it, difficult job you guys have. It is. Have. You have but to have it's such a cool job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool job. And so, you know, I'm, you know, I'm supporting Amar, Carolina Chavez, Jose Preciado, Cesar, like all these amazing people that I've known for a long, long time. That because must be we cool. grew up together, that must be right? Cool, I mean, yeah. like, we've been doing this work together in the community for years. Um, Beto from my team who's running for Southwestern College. All these folks um, I've known for a long time and I know they're good people. They're not perfect, but they're good people who are trying to make a difference in the community. And that's what we need. We need people who are not here, who are bought and paid for by special interest. And I know people say that all the time, but I'm telling you, you know, uh, some people who don't like me come to the board of supervisors and say, oh, well, she's bought and paid for with Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood can't afford me. So uh, <laughs> it's not true. I mean, I was an executive there for a long, long time, but the reason why First I did Latina that, CEO of Planned Parenthood. First Latina just, vice president, yes, yes. Just another little uh, yeah. check mark on the uh, resume. <laughs> I did, I did, I was. But, you know, for me, it's like, you know, reproductive health care is so important, right? I mean, we have Proposition 1 on the ballot right now and it's going to, Voting yes on it is extremely important because it's about women's equity, right? It's about women having an opportunity to succeed. I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't have control over my body and and my reproductive health care, right? If I didn't have those opportunities. And so I want people to understand that they can play a role uh, in making a difference. And right now we're in a really challenging place because only about 12.8% of the community has voted. And so we need people to get out and vote. Latinos are really powerful. Our communities of color are really powerful, but they're not voting. Why do you think that is? 
You know what? I feel because they're disconnected, right? Ay, eso no hace nada, todos modos, right? People get tired. And, and no matter how much we try to do, you get one or two bad seeds. And so that makes, a, you know, a mess for everybody. But I think the more we engage our communities and that people, you know, people, I give everybody my cell phone, right? And I, you know, when I ran for office, I send my cell phone to like 45,000 people on a, <laughs> on a text message and, and, and people text me and they're like, oh my God, it's actually you. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. Why would I not, why would I give you a wrong number? Right. And, and it's not that I, uh, for me, it's like, if I can help you, I will do my best. I may not have all the answers, but what I try to do is connect people to different You have things. the resources. Yes. Resources. And, you know, you were talking about something really important right now before we start talking about the election about um, small businesses, right? That's one of the things that I really want us to start shifting now. And I think the power of voting is really how we can do that and, and really con connect it to, to economic prosperity. One of the things that we always fight for, right, the, the county of San Diego is the safety net for communities. When you are in, you know, when you're in a homeless situation and sheltered, when you need food, CalFresh, uh, CalWorks for child care, all these programs, we take care of you. We help you. Um you know, we did we did uh, rental assistance when during COVID. When you say COVID. it like that, it, it it just it's it's powerful. Yeah. You oversee all of these programs that help millions of people yes. in our community, yeah. in our city, in to our county. To have your basic needs, right? Yeah. Food, housing, yeah, you know, food, shelter, quality, just healthcare, parks, <laughs> right? All of those things we do that. But I think the one thing that we forget is that we also have an opportunity to help you build wealth, to think about prosperity in a different way. So, for instance, right. Uh, uh, I think we were able to give grants to small businesses that never. And you know, when I when I talk to these folks, they're like, "No, because you know, somebody in my family is uh, mixed status, immigration status. No quiero aplicar because if I, I don't want to raise a red flag, I don't, don't want to raise a red yeah. flag. I'm like, I'm gonna give you the biggest secret in the world. None of these agencies talk to each other. Like they don't. Nobody knows. And it's also legally you're allowed to apply for these grants and these programs. They're available for you. So if you're a small business and you're interested in applying for grants with my office, uh, you know, I have about $4 million that I'm trying to give away before July for our communities. And, you know, $60,000, $25,000 make a really big impact. Now, I will tell you- It will bridge the gap through troubled times. I'll tell you that much. And for me, right, I look at it from an equity lens, right? That's what it is. So I, I understand that big nonprofits, they tend to have people who work for them that they apply for, for yeah. money. And, and that's cool. And I support <laughs> Introduce them. Introduce me into these people. Because <laughs> who are these people? I know, but for me, it's I want the small mom and pop shop that has never been engaged with the county to be involved, to know that this is their money. We all pay taxes. They should be able to get the relief. You know, the Biden administration did an exceptional job in making sure that we had ARPA funding, right? The American uh, Recovery. So the, those funds are really important for our communities. They were created under COVID so that we could actually help people. And that's our job to make sure that the people who need it the most get it. And that's what I've been trying to do. And so that's why this election is so important, right? Because who you elect matters. And when you elect people, and I have a whole slate of people that I'm recommending people to go vote for. And my Instagram is Nora Vargas. Send it out. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and I did that because I want people to know I super vetted these people, right? There's a lot of Democrats running against Democrats, cool people running. God, you know, gracias a Dios that there's people running. But the people that I vetted and the people I'm supporting are people that I can pick up the phone and I'm like, hey, ¿Qué onda, ¿qué onda? Hay? What, are hey. You, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. You can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I'm going to hold their feet to the fire because this is about community. This is about representation and about doing the right thing. Enough of the BS, enough of like people not caring about people. And we have to work hard. 
Yo trabajo todo el día. I mean, that's just who I yes, am. Yes, you do. And I, I see love your Instagram it. stories. And like, jeez, ¿a dónde va? ¿A dónde va ahora? That's awesome, though. I have a lot of energy. You know what I, it is? I you, love it. Your energy is, is infectious. <laughs> like, I, what I love about what you do and, and, and the position that you're in is that you, pay, you make people pay attention without really, like, trying to make people pay attention. Because you're just talking, telling your story, yeah. making it very connectable. Uh, it's relatable. You talk to me, yeah. and it's very relatable. I'm engaged. I'm like, ah, no, pues sí, tiene mucha razón. <laughs> Pero uh -huh. ¿sabes por qué? Because I'm the oldest of four kids, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. Y tengo dos hermanas y un hermano. And they hold my feet to the tire, fire. Así cuando voy a la casa, they're like, aquí no eres supervisor, aquí, ¿eh? Quítate ese título, por favor. <laughs> Hey, alguien, tráigame algo. No, no, aquí, no, no, aquí tú eres. You're just one of us. And that's the thing that, that I, I awesome. mean, that I think I, I hold very true. And then it's like, you know, near and dear to my heart. And I keep telling people, I'm just Nora. Like, literally, no, yo soy Nora. Digo, tengo esta oportunidad. I have this wonderful opportunity to do this work. But in the end... Um, This is my community. This is where I live. You know, we're going to party. Like I'm not. I'm not like up and out. Leave. Yeah. yeah. We're very anywhere. fortunate to have you and so, be, you know, representing us and such a big role in our community yeah, in the county. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank you for that. Uh, you're welcome. This has been a very tumultuous time. Like we said, you were you were nominated through the pandemic, through COVID. What have been some of your victories? What have been some of the goals that you set out for yourself and, and you've accomplished throughout this whole ordeal? <laughs> So, I'm, I mean, honestly, the, the transportation for our youth has been a big, big deal. Being able to make sure that I can, you know, when I was running, um, it was one of the issues that I was working on. I have one of my team members, uh, Rosa, who was, a, um, a, you know, a justice advocate. When I met her, she was telling me she was involved in the community since she was 14, right? And now she works for me. And and I told her, Andale, Rosa, vente a trabajar conmigo because, you know, we can do it from the inside. She said, I don't know, soup. I don't know. We can do Nothing that. but grinders on your squad see, then, huh? See. And so to be able to have her and, and, and you know, to see like the excitement of us being able to get that through. And, you know, it was a lot of other people that ended up helping in the end. But the, the señoras who had been working on this issue for, you know, decades, y que no les hacían caso, right? Because it wasn't politically expedient. And then they just have one Latina who knows the community, who knows how hard this is and says, Orale, Let's nos go. aventamos. Hey. And we did it and we got it passed. And so for me, that's a big, huge victory. Um, you know, the eviction moratorium during uh, the pandemic was a huge deal for me. And, you know, a lot of people came after me and they were like, oh, you know, what about renters and stuff? Look, and I understand people who own, who, who save their money to be able to rent and, and all that. I get it. I get it. But I, but, but if we want to make sure we don't have people who become homeless, we need to make sure we figure this out. And rents are crazy in the county of San Diego, number one. And number two, you know, um, people were hit hard. And not everybody has a savings account to be able to pay for their rent and stuff. And so we needed to manage that. And it was important to do that. So I was really proud of that. Um, really proud of the work that we've been doing around environmental justice, right? Just making sure like, so the border, believe it or that not. That one brings the biggest smile to your face. We, every time you bring it up, I notice <laughs> that you, you do light up when see? you talk about that. So the border had never been, you know, part of like the work that we were doing in California and like really actually talking about it that way and so really looking at asthma rates and and the public health issues um really important to me the Tijuana River Valley ya sabes tenemos años peleando por eso um being able to elevate that and to work really directly closely with the Mexican government and Is that hard to do? Bridge that gap? Shake hands uh, internationally? Sabes que it's 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 a natural thing for me. I mm -hmm. speak the language uh I grew up in Tijuana, so like the mayor of Tijuana, you know, it's easy to work with her. The governor of Baja California, 
um, Marina del Pilar is she she gives a shit, right? So she's it's easy to work with them and Qué to bueno. really think about like what does it look like, and they're actually putting money behind this. And so for me, really developing the Tijuana River Valley, and I'll, you, you know you'll hear it from me first here that um, I'm trying to create a big sports complex in that area because our kids need to play be able to play somewhere. So I'll tell you more about it when we mm. actually launch it and stuff next year. Um, but but for me, I think it's like, how do we find opportunities for our communities that I have never had? And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of little victories that we have every day, right? Right now, there's a huge issue with the EBT cards. People are committing fraud and there are um, a lot of people in the community. Imagine, you know, you use the $200, $300 to buy food and other resources for your house. And estos hay unos mendigos that are like, Committing fraud and they're like stealing people's EBT cards. O sea, I mean, these lowest of the like, low, uh, man. Uh, o sea, en un momento cuando se requiere ayuda and people are just in there just kind of right. That's bad. And um, they should use their creativity for something else, right? Because they're making up these cards. I mean, they're great. They're very creative. I know. And I'm like, use it for good, dude. I mean, like, qué onda? And so anyway, um, people called my office. We were able to follow up. People are now getting their money back in like three days, right? And yeah, so it's a quick turnaround. So I know, and you know, county doesn't work that fast all the time, but but they are really going above and beyond at the most a week to really be able to help help people. And so for me, I think it's those kinds of things that matter. There is a lot of things that I'm really proud of, but more importantly, I think is um, that I wake up every day and I have a team that wakes up every day thinking about how do we make the world better for our community. That's all. And so it's it's really rewarding. It makes it easy probably when you have a squad that's in the same boat and everyone's paddling in the same direction and nobody's kind of going against the current and it's, no, you, know, you get shit accomplished. They all like each other and uh, and we all, like, I, you know, I'm very lucky. I feel very fortunate to have the team that I have and I'll tell you. Um, it's your energy that brings everyone together uh, I mean, in real talk. Hago de comer. No, pues eso ayuda también. <laughs> eso ayuda también. <laughs> Los invito a mi casa. Les doy, les doy vino y les doy comer. No, les doy, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I just I feel very blessed to have the strong team that I have. What have you learned about yourself through throughout this uh, new role that you've been ta- taking over? What have I learned about myself? Um, you know, the hardest thing is owning your power because you don't know what you owning don't know. Owning your power, hell yeah. Yeah, owning your power because you don't really know what you don't know, and nobody's no one's teaching me how to be a supervisor. So it's uh you know, sometimes, you know, some, I, I cried a lot. <laughs> you got that trailblazer mentality, though, yeah, yeah, you know? I, I, you know, I cry because I'm a, I'm a human and uh, my poor team, they're like, adios mio. Pero, you know, I think I, I'm very, what you see is what you get, uh, you know, because it's too hard to be anybody else. Um, it's hard enough just being ourselves. Yeah. And so for me, it's just really important uh, to really think about, number one, owning my power. The other one is being, uh, understanding my responsibility and my role. And then three is just having fun in doing this because I've learned that sometimes I take things too seriously. So I got to stop and have fun, right? I love going to baseball games. I mean, the Padres did us good. Oh, I saw you. Yeah, good. I saw you. <laughs> Padres did us good. Um, you know, I started running again because I love um, running and my Peloton because they keep me like sane. And then my puppies and just like trying to have a good Nora, where do you find the time? Jesus Christ, you're <laughs> here trying to save old South San Diego and you still have time to buy puppies, run half marathons, get on your Peloton. Uh, no yeah, excuses. Yeah, yeah. I have no more excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm really, you know, I'm really blessed. Look, um, my dad passed away in January. That was really tough. Really, really tough. Uh, my mom passed away 13 years ago. So it's me and my my my. My sisters and my brother, you know. And I mean, you were the I oldest guess, of the I'm four, the so that's, four, a, that's a big title to carry. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Fatima and Farah are like my, son mis ojos, mis sueños, mi todo, mis niñas. And so for me, it's really about family. Family is extremely important. They ground me, right? I'm like sometimes, 
uh, like I just saw them all on Sunday. Fuimos a comer carne asada at my sister's house. And to me, that's really important. I need to spend time with them. And I have really good friends, really good friends that just are like always making sure that I'm okay. I love trips, taking vacations, you know, so I... It's a good life. You make time. I'm very blessed. Very Qué blessed. Bueno. That uh, is yes. awesome. Before yeah. I go any further, I always ask everybody, you're from the South Bay. You're from South San Diego. Best bur burrito in Chula Vista. Lolitas, te dije. I wanted to get that on, 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 on so, record. It's <laughs> the Lolitas on Telegraph Canyon. Everyone says that. It's uh -huh. Lolitas, and, uh, which I actually told the owner. I said, why'd you guys close? I think closed on Sundays. Yeah, That's when I needed yeah. you the most. Escucha, Farfan. <laughs> that one was for you, eh? <laughs> este, I just love it. And, uh, pero yo pido un especial, right? A o sea, ver. Lo pido el burrito, pero luego con frijoles y con aguacate y salsa. Yeah. So, y que la tortilla esté cocida. It doesn't matter. That <laughs> guacamole is expert. No problem, you <laughs> you just keep it coming. <laughs> Take a step back and sometimes realize that the, the, the responsibility and the weight that you carry, mm -hmm. you carry a lot of weight for the community. Mm -hmm. You're out there doing things that nobody else has really done and made available to the community. At home, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, you, you overlook your, your, your siblings and, and you're pretty much, you're, yeah. you're championing the cause at home too. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility. How's, how's, How do you take care of yourself? I know you say you run, you do this, you buy puppies. <laughs> is, is there a time where you just say, you know what? I need to disconnect. I need to do something for just for myself. I binge on uh, on shows. I just finished hey. uh, the, the, the Dragon one. I just finished that one. Me encanta. What is this of the Dragon? La los, um, the Last Dragon? Eh? Oh, man. Oh, is that one of the Game of Thrones ones? Uh, sí, yo okay. soy I'm super not Game of Thrones okay. fan. I'm not saying it to be cool, but I've only watched half of one episode. No, no me llamo okay, la... You know, ¿sabes por qué? Porque al principio it's hard. Okay. And then it's kind of too dark. Uh -huh. Pero sí. si lo ves, I watched the first time because I was sick and uh -huh. I ended up watching it. Me encanta. I also, I'm just going to be honest, I love Hallmark movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic, so I love watching Hallmark movies and uh, just spending time like... Sundays are my favorite day of the week. Um, I just kind of try to spend the day at home and like with my, you know, before it was only Rocco, but now I have two puppies. Um, and and just watching TV and just chilling. I like reading too, you know, so, I mean, you know, podcasts. Nice. Yeah, no, yo, I know. Like, you know, I'm... You were built for podcasts, Nora. I see. I feel, I feel, I feel like you, you're legitimately, you, you got that, the, the presence, you you can really kill it in this field too. Pues me vas a ayudar. No, you have to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo no sé nada. Speaking of advice, sí. what kind of advice can you give to somebody who's looking to you and says, you know what, I want to do that? Or somebody like us who runs a nonprofit, we have a foundation. What kind of advice, what kind of guidance can you provide and, and lead us to where you are? I would say be true to yourself. You know, find whatever your why is, right? Your, what is your compass? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because sometimes things are hard. Things get really hard. Um, and and we have to remember, right? Uh, this is what I give yourself some grace, because which is something that I'm learning to do, right? When you ask me what are things that I've learned about myself, learning to give myself some grace. Que no pasa nada. It's gonna be okay. Like breathe, because you know these systems were not created for us or by us, and so it's not natural for us to navigate them. And so we are having to reinvent so that we can succeed and that we can have power. And uh, people don't give their power away; they don't. We have to fight for it. And I think that if we can find a way to do that and do it together, um, you know, we're not going to agree on everything, but let's figure out how we come together to really move forward. And so I say, you know, um, if you know your why, it's uh, it's much easier when you wake up that day in the morning, que te dieron un fregazo, lo que, lo que te haya pasado, right? That things didn't go your way, that you remember why you're doing what you're, what you're doing every day and it, it makes a difference. Oof, perfect. Mm -hmm. Nora Vargas. Anything else you'd like to go over before we move on and wrap this bad boy up? 
Que no se les olvide votar. Eso, that's true. <laughs> Go vote. Find five people. If you already voted, find five people to vote. 12.8% um, you know, of the people in the community have voted so far. Yes, oh yes. my God, 12. that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. So it, we have to get it out. We have to get people out to vote. Este, you can ask me any question. I'm at, like I said, on my Instagram, Nora Vargas is the super, you know, I will follow up. I'll find the answer for you if you have any questions. Um, and I just think it's important that we make our voices heard. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Nora Vargas. Mm-hmm.